0: Hello and welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast. This podcast is by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are or are working toward building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm here today with Steph Pittman, the lingerie designer behind Zuela, which is a sustainable lingerie brand helping women to build confidence by incorporating a pocket full of healing crystals into every bra. Steph, I can't wait to hear more about this brand. Thank you for coming on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I always start by asking about your business how and why you started it and how you've gotten to where it is so far today Um, so I'd love to hear about what exactly Zuela is how you got your inspiration and and yeah like how you literally got this
1: going. So I started Zuela because I had really bad anxiety and I love designing lingerie so I used to design to kind of take my stress away and just to relax and It's what I kind of did in my industry. So I studied costume design and then I went on to do fashion internships. Wow. And um, during my internships, I got really inspired by a lot of lingerie designers. And I noticed myself going towards that kind of area. And then during my like highest part of my anxiety, I was wearing a lot of crystals in my bra. And they were constantly falling out and just falling on the floor. And it was really frustrating losing them because... They're so precious. So when you have them, you don't want to lose them. So one day I just thought nobody's invented something that keeps your crystals in your bra. And that kind of like led me to the first kind of glimpses of the idea of Zwayla. Wow. That's kind of where it first started. And then I, I developed the idea over quite a few years. So I had the idea actually five years ago to launch a lingerie brand, but I never took any action on it until two years ago. Mm hmm. And I started to learn more about the crystals and how having them close to your heart can really like help with calming your anxiety and balancing your emotions and how there's actually a lot of energetic vibration in crystals that can really help us with everything that we're going through on a daily basis.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know any of that stuff. Tell us more about how did you But you already had known, like you already had been putting them in your bra. Like, was there a reason... specifically for like that you put it put it inside your bra or was that just like an easy place to like hold them at first
1: so it was just an easy place to hold them at first but then I actually found out that a lot of people who are into crystal healing do place them in their bra because it has a stronger healing property when it's close to your heart but I didn't know that when I was first putting them in my bra it was just easy I didn't I didn't really want people to see them I just wanted to put them somewhere quite discreet and just go about my day Um, And then the more I met other people doing similar, similar healing, I realized that it is actually like a practice. And I kind of thought, oh, there's a market for this.
0: Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it's literally nothing I've ever heard of before. So that's like, I mean, you really found something that nobody was doing before.
1: Yeah, I've had a lot of women tell me that they've always, their crystals are always throwing out their bra and they're so happy that there's finally a place to put them because you know, they're just, and they're rolling around all over the place otherwise. And I just think that lingerie is so intimate, just like our mental health. And that's kind of where the whole idea as well came about as well, is that it's the first thing you put on in the morning. and a lot of us just throw on old underwear that may be like ripping and we don't put any like thought into it. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: if our underwear isn't taken care of and we don't make it into like a nice routine for ourselves and take that self-care time, then we're just not starting our days right. And how you feel underneath is how you're going to feel regardless of what clothes you put on. That's how you're going to feel for the rest of the day.
0: Yes. I love that. That's so true. We don't even think about our underwear. (laughs) Most of the time, but that's so true.
1: So I just kind of wanted to bring awareness to women of how they can incorporate as a wellness tool. And I understand that lingerie isn't going to completely change people's lives with their mental health. But I think it just is a reminder that it can be used as a wellness tool. And it really helped me with my anxiety to just have that thing in the morning to put on and think this is for me. And then knowing I'm supported throughout the whole day. And that's kind of what I wanted to help other women with and just help them build their confidence through that.
0: So you obviously knew something about crystals and the healing qualities because you were using them before. But have you learned a lot more about that since starting the brand? And or like, I mean, can you just go into a little bit about the healing properties of crystals and how you're using that? Because I don't know that much about Any of that stuff, and I feel like that's obviously a really important part of this.
1: Yeah, of course. So, I did know a little bit about crystals, I kind of was just drawn to them. And my mum's always been quite into crystals, and my auntie, so um, that holistic side of things, I'd always kind of taken after them and had that interest. And then, as I started to develop the brand, I started to research more. And then, recently, I've just started my crystal healing course so that I can become a certified crystal healer. Awesome. Um but what a lot of people don't know about crystals is that it obviously if you're not into crystals, is that they all give out, out different frequencies. So we have our frequency changes throughout the day because of our emotions. So, you know, if something happens that stresses us out or if we feel sad or happy, we kind of like our mood shifts throughout the day. Um crystals hold the same the same energetic frequency. So they will stay in that state so they're really good for us to hold on to and have near us and use as a healer because they'll balance out our emotions when they're not good so there's different crystals for all they all have different properties um a good example is a smoky quartz is it it grounds you and it stops negative emotions so if you're feeling you know really anxious or you're just having a really hard day and you feel down it will just relieve that for you even just holding it in your hand or holding it up to your heart it will just balance balance you out really and just make you feel better
0: wow so is there a certain kind that you were usually using when you first started this or is there a certain kind that you usually use now
1: so when I first started the one that I always went to was rose quartz which is the crystal for self-love that's the one of the ones that really balances emotions um It's really good for any sort of love for yourself, for other people. It opens up your heart. So that's the one that I would always carry around with me. And a lot of people do tend to start with that crystal. And I think it's a really good one for like self-love and self-confidence. Love it. So that's, one I, that's one I always still carry around with me. And another one that I absolutely love, which I always carry around with me now is um Blue Lacer Gate. So that's a calming crystal and it's really good for anxiety. So for me, I just find it keeps me really calm and helps me when I'm having a stressful day. And that's a, re- a lot of people ask about ones for when they're stressed. So yeah. I always recommend that one.
0: Oh, that's really good to know. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we're all going to go out and get those now. So do you, do those come with the bras or is it just like a little pouch and then you kind of get your own crystals and put whatever you want inside
1: so inside each bra there's a tiny little pocket on the left hand side it's just not as close to the heart as we can get it and um you we get a little pouch so we call it a pocket full of crystals and inside the pouch we've got crystal chips so they're very small little crystals that fit perfectly into the pocket So every bra comes with a choice of four different crystals and women can pick whatever crystals they want to put in it. So the four crystals that we offer are Trine, Blue gate, Rose Quartz and Green Event Trine. And then out of those four, women can pick which ones they'd like to come with them. And then we have a little leaflet that explains how to use them and how to put them in the bra and how it all works.
0: That's amazing. So you don't even really need to know that much about it to get started. Like you can go on the website to order one and see which crystal to get and learn about which crystal makes the most sense for you and which one you should choose, depending on kind of what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we have all the information on, you know, how to cleanse them and recharge them and what that means and just explaining the basics so that people can kind of get an understanding of how it all works.
0: Wow. That is so cool. I love, I love this. I'm definitely going to check it out. I've never heard of anything like this. And I mean, again, I, as I said, I don't know much about crystals anyways, but I, I'm definitely going to look into it more. I feel like if I get into it, I would totally want to put them right inside my bra. <laughs> like anything that sounds more like, Self care and like luxurious in a way than carrying around beautiful crystals like in a pouch in your bra. I think that's so fun. Um, (laughs) tell us a little more about like the logistics of starting an actual lingerie brand. Like how did you figure out? I mean, I guess you said you did, you know, you, you did schooling, um, that related to like design and stuff, but how'd you figure out how to actually get the business
1: side of it going? Um so in terms of actually putting a collection together um I did a lot of internships so I kind of saw how that worked and kind of figured it out from from there but in terms of actually starting a business I kind of just winged it if I'm totally honest um my my parents do own their own company so that that did help so I got a lot of advice from them and a lot of other people in my family have started businesses so I just asked them, you know, what's the first thing I need to do and how do I do this? Um, but I feel like I learned a lot from my mistakes. Yeah. So it took me two years to actually launch the launch the brand and have the collection ready. But I feel like if I'd started earlier and it if it all runs smoothly, then I wouldn't be where I am now because I wouldn't have learned from everything that went wrong. Totally. But yeah, it's, it's a very, it depends on what business you're start, starting, I guess. But I didn't realize how complex it would be starting a lingerie brand.
0: Yeah. Like, tell it, like, what are some of the things that maybe you weren't expecting?
1: So I didn't expect it to take so long, even though I've done design for years. I did not expect it to take so long to actually get a collection manufactured. But
0: mm.
1: with with wanting to be eco-conscious, there's a lot more that goes into it. So from me designing the collection and then getting all the patterns made and drawn up and speaking to my manufacturers. So all my manufacturing is done in the UK okay. in London. Um, because I like to visit the factory, I like to make sure that all the staff are being treated well, that everybody on the team's doing well, that it's all nice in the area. I don't really want to do it abroad because then I can't go there and see see it myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I had a couple of different manufacturers that I tried out at first because it's getting the quality right, making sure that everything's done ethically. Um, And then once that was all up and running, it still take took a lot longer than I'd ever imagined. And obviously, then I had to go into all the marketing and the PR and figuring all that out. And I'd never done anything like that. So I was Googling a lot of things, speaking to a lot of other women who have done it before and just kind of seeing how how to make it work and I think from finding out what doesn't work I figured out what does work.
0: Yeah that's how it has to happen sometimes.
1: Yeah unfortunately and I know so many people say that and I used to hear people say that and I used to think that's not helpful but when it happens to you you're like oh that really makes sense now.
0: Yeah otherwise you will never know. Yeah you, you have to get started and start figuring stuff out otherwise you know you can never know what's going to work before you try even if it worked for somebody else it's not necessarily going to work for you or your brand
1: definitely and I think that just doing it and not there were so many times where I was like over planning Mm -hmm. and it's great to have a plan but I think sometimes you just have to take action and then try things and see if they work
0: yeah I totally agree I love that
1: so I think that is one of the best things that um I learned over time is that I was trying to perfect all these little details, but then actually from just testing out loads of different things, I then realized, oh, that works. That doesn't work.
0: So how did you, how do you, like when you first found this one manufacturer that you decided to go ahead with, like, did you start by saying like, let's just start with, you know, a couple items and kind of see how it goes or did you have to place like a huge order and then you had all these items that you needed to to keep somewhere and make sure were sold I mean that seems like the scariest part is having to kind of obviously put a lot of money into something up front to manufacture a bunch of product and then you don't know if anybody's gonna buy it right
1: yeah so I did a lot of market research before I before I even went into the manufacturing side of things um, so I was working in retail and whilst I was working in retail, I did, I got loads of surveys out from all women I knew. And then I went round and found people who were like my target audience and asked them to fill these questionnaires in and just trying to, you know, find out whether there's a place for this item in the market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once I kind of figured out that there was, and like, of perfected my niche a bit more and I started to learn more about well-being and realized there's like a whole wellness sector that I didn't even know existed before I really started to get into all of this and um, from there I then decided right I'm going to start making this product so I designed a six-piece collection okay I've always been told it's best to start with a six-piece collection because it's small and You still got a good range of products, but six pieces is a safe, safe amount to start with.
0: Yeah, that actually sounds like a lot to me. I would have been like, let's start with one bra, (laughs) how it goes. But I guess that makes sense. People want to have variety because you'd hate to do one bra and then have people be like, oh, I love this idea, but that's not my style. Like, I wish it was this other type of bra or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think the thing was, I was trying to think of all sorts of women as well, because everybody's breasts are completely different no one has the same pair of pair of breasts they just don't it doesn't matter who you design for everyone is completely unique in that way as they should be but certain types of bras will suit different people different shapes different sizes so I just wanted to make sure that they're even though I'm a small brand and I was limited on how much I could make that I could incorporate as much as possible for different shapes and sizes so that all women could wear it That was very important to me when I was doing the designing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense for sure. So you started with six and you just kind of did a batch of those and then started selling them online. Is it mostly on on your website?
1: Yeah, so it's all on our website. So we started with the first six. It took a very long time to develop because we just wanted to get all the fit right. So I also was testing out some yoga wear at the time. Okay. which I'm now doing for my second collection I didn't actually move forward with that because I felt like it was too many pieces oh. so we we did all the first samples all the pattern cutting had everything graded which is where they grade it to all the different sizes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then once once we'd graded we then started to manufacture I was very lucky that I found a place that had very low minimums okay. um obviously still a big investment up front but I felt like it was worth the risk. (laughs) And then I just decided to set up online and sell from my website.
0: Did you do any kind of like pre-sales at first so people could order it before they were actually created? Or did you wait until you had the product in hand?
1: Yes. So I did a pre-sale.
0: Oh, cool. I hadn't
1: originally planned on doing a pre-sale, but it it was taking a lot longer than I had expected to actually get the product in my Mm hands. Um, And we'd already set a launch date and planned a launch party and I'd arranged for influencers and press to come to the launch party. So I didn't I didn't want to hold off and cancel all of that because it was I'd put a lot of work in. There were a lot of people counting on this event. So I decided to launch as pre-sale. So that went really well. It was quite a slow couple of months. Um, And then after that, it just kind of took off. People started to really hear about us. They started to see us on social media. And it kind of gradually, once I started to understand how it all worked, once people started to hear about us, it gradually started to take off. And then we just started to get more more customers and more press. And it really did slowly, but it started to grow.
0: That's amazing. So give us a little bit of a timeline like was when was that that when was like the official launch party and like when people started talking about the brand was that recently
1: so the launch party was in September oh,
0: and that was that's pretty recent
1: yeah so we've been we're coming up six months and we've, we've the first couple of months were very slow it was just just a few sales and I thought, Oh, I'm not sure. Is it going to work? You know, you, you do question yourself because it's a big, a big leap.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, But I'm very into manifestation and believing that what you believe is going to happen will happen. And I just kept with it and kept, kept doing press, kept putting ads out, kept telling people about the product, asking my customers for reviews, you know, just, doing anything I can to talk about the brand and let people know that we're here. And then after the first two months, we really started to get consistency and more sales coming through. And we had a couple of influencers message us on social media and we did some marketing with them because it's all about mental health as well. So we've had a lot of help with them talking about mental health and getting the conversation started. And through that, I think that's what's really helped us to, See more people coming through the site.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So I want to touch on that a little bit more in a second, but I have one more like logistical question too, that I just mm-hmm. been thinking about. like so do you keep all the um, all the stock basically like at the manufacturer's, or do you have it like all in your house or like in a stock room, and then you're like packaging it and sending it all out yourself?
1: So I have a studio, it's about 15 minutes from my house. Um, I was very lucky, I managed to find, just not long after launching, I managed to find, it's like a warehouse, so downstairs is a warehouse and upstairs I've made into like my own office, oh, awesome. so I've made it into a photo studio and then my own office area and then downstairs is where I package up all the parcels and send them off. Because I just, I just didn't have room for everything in my house.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's great to have a space for that. But you're basically yeah. doing that by hand. Like every time an order comes in, you're
1: packaging it up. Yeah. So it will either be me or my family or my boyfriend at the moment because we're still very small. So I just yeah. get anyone I can to help me and then we just package it up. And I always hand write my thank you notes to the customers as well. Cause I feel it's really important to be grateful for every single order.
0: Yeah, I love that. And so the last logistical question I have to ask, you, um, are you, do you currently ship outside of the UK? I guess, and we talked about like where you were and everything before I hit record on this, but you obviously alluded to being in the UK because you said your manufacturer is in London, but, um, can, yeah, can you ship like to the US and elsewhere?
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, so we ship pretty much worldwide.
0: Okay. Awesome.
1: awesome. So yeah we've had we've had I've had a few customers from Canada Australia and America and then a couple in Europe but it seems to be quite popular in America
0: yeah I feel like people would be totally into it I've been hearing I would just like in the last year or two I've been hearing so much more about just crystals and kind of that whole what people do with them and stuff I'd never even heard about that before
1: yeah it has become more talked about now yeah, It was, it was something that was very, people didn't like to talk about it. And I think now like holistic, holistic practices and wellness is becoming more of a thing and people are more open to it. Yeah. I think it's getting much more mainstream and especially among like,
0: I don't know, young business, like I feel like the female, like millennial entrepreneurial, like business owner type of <laughs> type of demographic. I hear about it a lot now and kind of in the same vein as like self care and taking care of yourself and your business and what tools you can use to do those things. So I feel like I hear a lot more about that type of, that type of stuff in the different kind of circles that I'm in a lot more in the last year or so.
1: Definitely. And I think that it's so important for women to realize that it's, you know, it's not just a certain type of person that can have crystals. Mm -hmm. I'm always saying Like you expect not in a rude way, but you do expect a certain type of person to be into crystals and all the holistic things. And I just think that that's a very old way of thinking. I'm trying to show people that anyone can have crystals and they can be cool and, you know, it can be a really great practice for self-care as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I want to kind of circle back to the whole mental health thing for a minute too, because I know you alluded to that. And I mean, how much of that do you want to share, like what your personal journey was or how it's helped you specifically, or if you have like stories that people have told about how, how crystals have really played a role in, in kind of m- mental health. Um,
1: yeah. You know, so I really struggled with my mental health for m- most of my teenagers, really. And didn't really realize what was going on. Um, and then eventually I was diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder. And I used to have terrible panic attacks. And I did go through a time where it was even harder to just go out of the house. Mm. You know, I, I didn't want to drive myself anywhere. It was, it was really, really bad. And I had a lot of therapy and it, it didn't really work. Um, and I kind of tried everything. Um, and then one day I tried hypnotherapy. So they're kind of, you, you're hypnotized, but not, not the stereotypical, you know, you're hypnotized and you don't know what's happening. You know what's happening the whole time and it just goes into your subconscious mind and finds out why you're anxious and what's going on. So that really helped. And during the hypnotherapy, I would hold crystals. So the energy from the crystals would like calm me down and help me to understand what was going on. And I think that's where it really opened me up to this, whole world of wellness tools that I never knew existed
0: oh wow so that was like where you came in contact with crystals for the first time
1: so I kind of had, had crystals before but I hadn't oh, used them.
0: Like family you said your mom and everybody had already used crystals before
1: yeah but I hadn't used them so much in that sense like as a healing tool I kind of just mm-hmm. had them sitting in my room or I, I didn't really carry them around as such until I've really started to go into my mental health and realized oh I can use this as a wellness tool and this can help me.
0: That's amazing. Did you have you found that people like other people with similar like anxieties been able to help them too?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not gonna it's there's a lot of other work behind mental health that you have to do definitely, but it definitely does help and I've had a lot of women say to me you know, it makes them feel comforted having their crystals on them. And if they're going to tackle something that they know is going to make them anxious or stressed that they do find they, that they can do it with crystals. So it, it definitely does help. And I think there's so many different types of crystal healing out there now. So there's, I went to a crystal sound meditation the other day with the bowls. So they make sounds with crystal bowls and it takes you into a meditative state. Hmm. And that is really good for mental health because it, it's a type of meditation that relaxes you. Okay. So it can really help with people who have depression or OCD and things like that because it just it brings you from like your your brains all over the place. It kind of brings you down and starts to really make you focus on yourself and being in the present moment.
0: Sounds like something everybody can use.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean it's something different and everyone needs to try what works for them. I always say with mental health that what works for me might not necessarily work for somebody else Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I think it's really important to try all sorts of different things to see what works for you I personally found that the natural holistic route has been better for me and exercise and eating healthy and all of those things have made a huge difference to my mental health
0: yeah for sure I think I mean it's so good to be able to like have the space and the wherewithal to like figure those things out too and to be able to figure out what works for you and try different things and kind of just be open to to seeing what's going to work for you and not feel like it has to be one thing or the other.
1: Yeah definitely and I also work closely with Mind Charity so they're a UK based charity who help men and women with mental health And um, 5% of our net profits go to Mind Charity, so we work closely with them and I'm planning on doing some events with them to help young women with issues such as self-harm and, you know, feeling suicidal and depressed. So I think it's really important to work with charities like that and just raise awareness for mental health because I think it's something that so many people suffer from, but not everybody talks about it. When I was having a hard time, I did, they have helplines, you can talk to people and They do, you know, like art classes and things with other people. So you can go to an art class and sit with other people who are going through the same thing as you. And I think those things are really important. So that's one of the reasons I was kind of drawn to them because it was very personal during my journey when I was struggling. I found it very helpful.
0: Yeah, that's awesome to be able to give back to that same, same organization now. Sounds like you're doing really awesome. I love it um you mentioned something about um you you were like the brand was in glamour magazine recently
1: yes british glamour they approached us which i was so surprised i don't know how they found us because we're still very small
0: really Um, they um, saw one of the influencers on instagram or something
1: yeah i think so and i was really taken aback by that but i had a friend actually message me from when i used to work in retail And we used to sit in the stock room and talk about what we wanted to do. And um, he messaged me and said, do you realize that you said that you wanted to do that when we worked uh, in this store like three years ago and you said, I'm going to be in all the magazines and I'm going to do this. And people used to laugh and he said, now you've done it. And I kind of thought you don't really think and look back and think, oh, you know, when I was in that time, I really thought I'm going to be stuck at this job forever. And I used to feel so, frustrated sometimes and think will I ever get to start this business and I always told everybody I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and eventually I just didn't give up and eventually it has happened and obviously we're still small but it is getting to where I wanted it to be so it's nice
0: yeah that's congratulations I mean that's amazing especially because I know you said it all took so long but Three years, three years doesn't seem like that long. Like, you know, in the scheme of things, yeah, definitely. You know, and having that conversation with a friend three years ago or whatever, like maybe they were just exaggerating, but just a couple of years ago, either way. And then now you, you're doing it. Like you're literally doing it, whether or not, you know, it's a huge name, you know, well-known brand or not yet. It's, you've got the website. People are buying your products <laughs> online around the world. Mm-hmm. So you are doing it
1: and that's yeah, a- and I think that's something that I would say to other people is like, if you, I always used to think, oh, am I ever going to be able to do it? And regardless of, you know, how big it is or how small it is, I love it. And it makes me happy doing it every day. And that's the main reason I always wanted to do it. So that in itself is why I do it. And I think sometimes it's just worth taking the risk and seeing if it works.
0: Yeah, I mean, imagine if you hadn't even tried and you were always thinking about it and always wondering and yeah, never knew. And all the people who now get to like feel good every single day when they wear their lingerie never got to even try that or never got to discover the qualities of crystals or any of that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never thought of it like that, actually. No, it's a really good way to look at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to think about like, you know, this is what you're offering to your customers. It's, yeah, they would never, some of them would never even know this was like a thing before. And so they wouldn't have gotten to experience it and it might be changing their life.
1: Yeah, I always said when I started the brand that my goal was to help one person. And if I could help one person who was struggling with their mental health, then that alone would, would be, you know, I'd be happy with that. And I've had several women message and say that it's helped them with their mental health, just knowing that there's other women to talk to about it. And, you know, putting that that piece of laundry on in the morning and their crystals in and knowing that they have that part of their routine for themselves. So I think that's been really nice to know that it has helped other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to ask you one more thing because I don't know how much you know of my background, but I have a PR and marketing business. That's like what I do. So I'm curious cause you mentioned that around the launch you did do, you know, you put together a whole launch party and reach out to media and influencers and stuff. So I want to just touch for like one second on like how you did that stuff. Like what did you actually do for people, other people who are listening who might be thinking that that sounds like the hard part of launching a business? Like, how did you go about figuring out who to invite to this party and how to promote it and, and start building that buzz and getting the word out about the brand?
1: So I actually um, saw, so I saw um, a content creator on Instagram when I was looking at, I was making mood boards for the brand and how I wanted the brand to look and the photography to look. So I found this contact content creator called Lily Lou Devucci And I messaged her on Instagram and said, I'd love to work with you. And we started talking and we planned to meet up and work together. And um, she did all my first original photos for the brand. And she's been the main face and model for the brand just to get me started. And she's absolutely lovely.
0: So she happens in the same area as you, like you could get together in person and do that.
1: So she travels around the world. So she's currently living in Bali. Um, but at the time she was in London and then traveling to Spain, Bali, and all different places. Oh, wow. And, um, she has a lot of friends who are influencers, who are celebrities. And I didn't know this at the time. So we started talking, and it just so happened that a lot of the people that I wanted to have a part of my brand, she's friends with. Oh, that's amazing. And so we kind of came up with a plan together, and she helped me arrange the launch party, and then, one of her friends, who's quite well known over here, she has a restaurant, and she let me have the launch party at her restaurant. And then they told the press that they were going to be there, so the press packed them there, oh, and wow. then they all came and put it on their social media, and it kind of just naturally, organically happened. Oh, that's the best! So, like, I did plan for it, and it was everything that I had planned in my head, and everything that I had put in a plan that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened that. I was working with Lily and she had all the contacts and she was happy to help me plan it and hire her as part of the PR and planning.
0: Yeah. So it just came together like natural, more naturally than you even expected. Yeah.
1: It was a lot, a na- more, lot more natural than I had expected. You know, I thought I'd have to, you know, plan it all on my own or contact all these people myself, but actually having that one contact who was really, great really helped because it just gave me somebody else to work with. And I think when you work on, when you're starting a brand, you do do a lot of stuff on your own.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think when it comes to things like PR, you do need a little bit of help sometimes. And it is good, even if it's one person, just to have somebody help you with it.
0: I agree. (laughs) I think, yeah, there's a lot you can do yourself, but there's sometimes you, sometimes you need help. It's good to be able Definitely. to recognize that too. And not necessarily feel like you had to take it all on yourself. Yeah. And yeah it's really good
1: to build relationships that. as well.
0: Yeah, totally. And, and it made it probably look like really legit to other people. Cause they're like, Oh wow. Look at all these influencers or people that I know or recognize who are part of this party. And, and they got interested in it and they didn't know that it was like, only one person that you had reached out to who then knew all these other people. Like it looked like you had all these connections.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it worked out really well. And a lot of the women who came, you know, they're still in contact with us and they they genuinely love the brand just from coming to that launch party mm-hmm. and just from talking to us and hearing the story behind the brand, which, which I wasn't expecting, you know, you don't expect that response sometimes. And the response was amazing. And I think that really, spoke volumes to the message
0: yeah absolutely do you have any other plans for like in the next couple months like how else to be getting it out there more or also any other plan well you said you're launching the yoga stuff next right
1: yes I'm currently working on the yoga collection just because I found that a lot of the Mental health and the wellness and the well being side of the brand, it's just naturally gone to yoga. And I think that a lot of women do wear our bralettes for yoga. So I just wanted to create something that's a little bit more focused around yoga and develop yoga pants and just have the crystals inside because it's such a nice experience to have crystals when you're doing those types of exercises.
0: Yeah, or for people like me who just wear yoga pants all the time for no reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wear yoga pants all the time too. I
0: would love that. So when do you think that's going to be launching or be like ready to go?
1: So we're planning for the end of May, beginning of June. Oh, that's soon. Yeah. So we're just providing that everything goes to plan. That is, we haven't got an official launch date yet. That's something I'm working on this week to have it all set in stone from when we're going to launch officially. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll
0: keep an eye out by end of um, wait, what'd you say? May, end of May, beginning of June. But uh, if you, um, figure that out in the next, if you figure out any more details like this week, you can email me later on and I can put it like in the, um, description of this episode. So people can know for sure when to look for it. Amazing. Um, and do you have any plans for how to like promote that when you get it ready or any other like media things that you're going to work on? in the next couple of months to be promoting more
1: so in terms of the yoga wear i'm actually traveling to mexico so i'm going to take that with me and i'm going to a really nice mayan energy healer and they do yoga and pilates so i'm going to take that the collection with me and take some photos of me actually having those healings and doing those things awesome i'm then going to send it to a lot of influencers who do yoga and also, not just influencers, women, just women who like yoga, because I think it's really important to just have all types of people wear and test test our product. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. So I'm going to do that, and then I'm also planning to do a picnic somewhere in London, and I really want to work with Mind Charity and doing some work with young women around the self-harm and all those things they've asked me to speak about a few things so I'm trying to arrange an event where I get a lot of influential people to come and raise this awareness and maybe invite a lot of these young girls and get them to see like how this all works and how it can help them
0: that's awesome
1: so that's that's kind of where we're at at the moment but there's I always get so many ideas and I have to kind of bring myself back in because I'm very creative and I have to like tone it down and go to the business side And because I'm more creative than than anything else. So it took me a while to get into the business side, but now I'm in it. I'm very, very like logistics and have to figure it all out properly first before I run with my ideas.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good to have a lot of ideas though. At least you're not going to be like, okay, what do we do now?
1: But it's balance.
0: Yeah, yeah. You gotta obviously have the business stuff like all all working (laughs) smoothly or nothing else is really gonna gonna matter. But it sounds like you have a lot of really exciting things coming up. So that's so cool. Oh, thank you. What is um I always kind of wanna ask what is one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first began in in business or when you first started this business?
1: So I wish I'd known how much discipline it takes to run a business. Mm. I could have structured my days completely differently like I do now. Like I always thought it would be so easy being my own boss. Mm -hmm. But you really do have to be so organized and automate certain aspects for it to run smoothly. Yeah. And kind of delegate jobs to make the best use of your time. So it took me a while to figure that out.
0: How do you um, structure your days now? Do you want to share a little bit about like what you do?
1: So I plan everything on my Google calendar Mm -hmm. and I kind of structure my days within two hour slots. So I'll focus on a specific thing for, for two hours and then I'll take like a five minute break or 10 minute break or if it's lunch and then I'll do the next two hours. Um, I find that is when I'm most productive I also ask myself questions before I'm doing each task, so what do I want to get out of this what's what do I need to do to make this the most beneficial for us um at the beginning, I was kind of just doing whatever I thought I should that day and
0: mm-hmm.
1: just didn't have a lot of structure around my days and you know somebody said to me once that if your your time is like an hour's work so however much you would pay yourself for that hour or someone would pay you for that hour that's how much time you're using up so I always think if it's gonna take me too long or it's something that I shouldn't be spending my time on then I need to automate it or delegate it to someone else yeah I kind of structure my days in that way where I have everything running so I know what's happening in the business because at first I just I just didn't know where to start but again you learn as you go
0: Yeah, absolutely. So do you have, do you have like some kind of assistant or anyone who helps you with certain stuff that you need to delegate or is it more like your family and friends? Yeah.
1: So it's, so my mom helps a lot. So she, we always joke and say, she's my PA. I genuinely, genuinely would like to hire her as my PA at some point. Um, so I, she helps me with a lot. And then I have a lot of stuff automated. So I plan a lot of content, for 90 days in advance so i plan like the whole quarter so that everything and then use things like asana and planoli so things kind of just like run themselves Mm -hmm. um it just it just makes things a little bit easier so it's a lot of work to start off with but But once it's running it's running and then um i sometimes just have people kind of that i hire for like the day or something you know like when you just outsource work so Mm -hmm. things like that
0: yeah awesome that's yeah I feel like you can get really stuck into thinking we need to do everything ourselves but sometimes it makes way more sense to have somebody else do it or just figure out a way you know sit down one time and spend a whole day figuring out how to streamline it but then not have to deal with it again for the next three or four months
1: yeah, like if you haven't, like I haven't got the budget to hire someone to take over the social media and that's absolutely fine, but I have to plan it out so that it runs smoothly. Otherwise I'll be spending all day every day like I was at the beginning yeah. trying to figure out how to do the social media side of it. And then it's taking up most of my time or I did hire someone at one point, but I just couldn't afford to keep it going. Yeah. So it's just about finding what works best for you, I think. Yeah, totally.
0: So this is kind of a similarish question, but is there one thing that you would now tell other entrepreneurs, like just any other tip or advice that you've come across throughout your journey that you would share with other entrepreneurs or business owners?
1: I would say to be kind to yourself and just take care of your health, because it, it can be really stressful running your own business, and I think all all aspects of your wellbeing need to be focused on in order to thrive in running a business. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I think you also need to have things in place so that you, so that you can't be there in the business. So for example, I was unwell and ended up in hospital and I didn't have all those automations in place and I didn't have anyone that could help me and my whole business just had to stop running. And I think that was a big learning curve for me because I realized that that can't happen. If I'm unwell, the business still needs to run. It can't just stop because of me. So I think that was something that I think is really important. So one to take care of your health, but two to make sure that everything's in place so that if you can't do something, it will still run itself.
0: Yeah, that's such a good one. Such a good one. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share or say or mention before we sign off?
1: I'd love to ask you um in your experience of like PR what oh, yeah. what you think you know for a small brand the best way to go about PR is really
0: Oh my gosh well I think you have such a unique product that you should just make a list of some of the like publications like I know you already were in The British glamour, like if you've already been in there, don't let anything, you know, the sky is the limit. I think you should make a list of the places that you think that your main, you know, customers, like your main target audience are reading, like what things they're looking at, what things they're paying attention and, and send out some emails to some of the writers and editors there and if you can swing it, like I know it can get expensive, but since you have such a totally unique product, I would send a couple samples to a couple of those people and let them actually see it and have it in hand because sometimes that'll make it more likely that they'll, that they'll write about it or, you know, be it because they could photograph it and use it um, and send them a little pitch with the background as to why you started this and how exactly it helps people. And I really think people are going to be interested in this because it's just again, so unique. And I think it is totally in line with like the whole mindfulness and self care kind of movement that's been going kind of, kind of growing lately. Um, but yeah, I would go for the big guys and send out, like just reach out to some of the, some of the media.
1: Amazing. Thank you.
0: Happy to talk with you more about it. Off, offline later if you that's want to, right? to. Think about how you can get started. I know it can seem super daunting and also just be like a time-consuming thing that you don't think that you can fit into your day, but even if you make a list of like five places and just send out one email tomorrow or send out one package if you think you can like send a couple of samples.
1: Yeah, that's, that's such a great idea, definitely.
0: Yeah, I hope that's helpful. I mean, I don't know if that's to me, I don't know if that's like super obvious. I never know when somebody asks because that's, no, no, that's really helpful. Like I think the first thing, but I know sometimes people don't like go that route at first because it feels like oh that's too much. Like they wouldn't like how would I, you know, stand out or they wouldn't pay attention to me because I'm just a small brand. But I think you've already proved that wrong because you've already you've already gotten
1: there. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I was, you know, I thought they came to us, which I think shocked me the most. So I Mm -hmm. think what you're saying is completely true that they will pay attention. So that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Focus on what you're offering. You know, it's not just a bra, obviously. Like I know you already, I know you kind of, you get that, but (laughs) you know, what you're offering (laughs) to the people who, what you're offering to their readers, you know, whether or not they're familiar with crystals or the healing properties or whether or not they have, you know, been struggling with mental health, um there's something you're offering if it's just if it's just like that education um then that's that's fine and that's still
1: like appealing to them I think I Um, do think a lot of women as well find I feel like we're leaning more towards a wellness brand now I mean I started the brand thinking it was purely going to be a lingerie brand and mm -hmm. I'm thinking for the future about doing retreats and holding Crystal healing spaces for women just because I feel like it's going more down that path because there's more we can do to help other women. So I think it definitely makes sense.
0: Well, what I love about it is because it's because it is so unique it's almost like you're build you can build a community based on people who are buying your products because like obviously you would never know just walking down the street who else is wearing one yeah but if there was <laughs> some way that somebody that you know if there was some way to like be connected with like the other customers it's almost like i'd feel like well, he has Zuela on too. Like, like it just feels like you'd feel connected with somebody else who's wearing this because there's so much to it. And it's like, she really gets it. Like she wears her crystals too. Like that's something we have in common. I feel like there's, yeah, there's a way to build a whole community around that. As long as, you know, as long as people aren't like shy about talking about their lingerie. But I feel like most of the people who are, would be your customers wouldn't be because they'd want to be like, they'd be proud and like want to share that that they have this and want their friends to know that this exists and be a part of it
1: we've had a lot of women um I created a course online course called the self-love club for valentine's day so it was it's still it's still alive now if anybody does want to join so I just created a course for women to really learn how to love themselves and just use different wellness tools to practice self-love and care and with that I created a Facebook group and I think a lot of women have connected through that because they all know that they're doing the same self-love course. So they're that they're knowing that they're both doing the same thing. And then it goes into the crystals and the bras, like you said, and it all kind of connects. So that definitely Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like
0: one thing, you know, sometimes it just takes one thing to feel connected with somebody else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, we should talk about it more because <laughs> I don't know. I think I mean because you guys, you have. I hope everybody who's listening goes to look on the website or at least on Instagram or something because like these pieces are beautiful too. You know, it's not just it's not just oh, you can hold crystals in your underwear. It's like they're beautiful bras. Like they, everything looks so pretty and comfy, and like you would just feel so good when you put it on, which I know is part of the point. But like, I want everybody to go look at them and check it out and see what we're talking about because I love it. I'm going to order one right now. And
1: then oh, thank <laughs> you.
0: Try it because
1: I think I forgot, it's so cool. I forgot to mention actually that I mean I shouldn't forget this because it's a massive part of the lingerie. But huh. when I I used to find it really difficult when I was out in the day and you know when your bra digs in and I've heard so many women say I can't wait to take my bra off at the end of the day. Yeah. And I always said, I want to create a bra that women can't wait to put on, not that they can't wait to take off. Oh, I love it. So that's why we don't use any underwire or anything. So it's all just shaped to the body and made of bamboo. So it kind of breathes with you. So bamboo has like antibacterial properties. So it's super soft and stretchy. Mm -hmm. So like when you breathe, it literally does like breathe with you. So from a comfort side of things as well as the crystals, it was so important to me that women were comfortable because I just hate that feeling of wanting to take your bra off. And I think you should want to put your bra on.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that too. So to help people quickly, just remind people how to find you online, um, you know, social media and the website and anywhere else that they can find you and the brand and the lingerie. So you can find
1: us at zuela.co.uk. So it's z u e l a. dot uk, and our Instagram is at underscores zuela. And thank you so so much for having me. I've loved talking. <laughs>